0: I'd like to uh, thank everybody for joining us this afternoon. And so I'm hoping that you'll find this uh, a useful introduction to our organization. Uh, we basically, as you can see on the slide, have uh, three different sections to this webinar. First, who we are, what we do, and how it works. Uh, I'll be doing a portion of it, and Nick will be doing a portion of it as well. So uh, with that being said, let's get started. Um, as you can see, uh, MICTA has been around for a while, um, since 1982, and we started out as um, an informal organization of telecommunications professionals at the major uh, universities and colleges here in the state of Michigan. Uh, the issue that brought them together really was long distance rates, uh, especially in dorms and on campus, they, they were spending a lot of money per minute for long distance. So, they decided to do a joint RFP uh, and they were successful in aggregating demand and negotiating significant discounts uh, several years after they formed. Uh, They realized that they were onto something, that there was strength in numbers, Uh, so they um, became a formal organization uh, and they called themselves MICTA, Michigan uh, Collegiate Telecommunications Association. Uh, Nowadays, it's kind of a misnomer, so we don't really spell it out anymore. Uh, we currently have members in 48 states around the country. Uh, so we have many, many different types of organizations. Uh, it's no longer just higher education. It hasn't been for quite a few years. Uh, any nonprofit entity is eligible to become a member of MICTA. A 501c3 or a 501c6 is eligible for MICTA membership. Uh, we um, develop the same types of things that we did at the very beginning, um, multiple user master service agreements. and uh, It's a highly competitive process uh, and we typically end up with a variety of vendors for various products. So it's not a, a single vendor type of a proposition like many bids are. Uh, we do have multiple providers of products and services in the same space. And we have a little little glitch taking place here. That, there we go. Who we are, that's our friendly staff. Um, I'm not in the picture because I always damage the camera uh, if they take pictures of me, but that's our staff. And the reason we have this up uh, for you today is I just wanted to illustrate how small we are in terms of keeping our overhead low. You saw the previous slide that we have members in 48 states, um, many of them quite large organizations so we have thousands of members nationwide. However, uh, to do the business and to keep our overhead low so we can pass maximum savings along to our members, we're very frugal and we operate with uh, very hardworking small staff and there they are. Um, We provide a number of technology solutions as I just mentioned, Uh, sometimes multiple vendors in the same space uh, and we really develop a close working relationship with our vendors. Our process of developing RFPs, which we'll talk about a bit later, um, is highly competitive, nationally advertised, and vendors really have to put quite a bit of work into uh, achieving a vendor, approved vendor status with MICTA. Um, so once they become a MICTA approved vendor through that competitive RFP process, Uh, We intend to work with them very closely so that they can reach our membership uh, with the products and services that they have in the master service agreement. Uh, Our members um, rely on us to do a very thorough uh, process that follows best procurement practices uh, and we develop these national contracts. So once a vendor uh, wins the award of a contract, and the contract is negotiated, it's available for any member organization to use. Um, and we'll probably touch on this again a little bit later in the webinar, but um, it's a two-part process. There are two documents. There's the MICTA master service agreement, uh, and any member can use that, but the vendor and the member complete a separate, what we call participation agreement, that must reference the MICTA master service agreement number and the member ID number must be available for the vendor to put into that final agreement. MICTA does not get involved in that part of the process, uh, but we do uh, ensure the, assure the integrity of the master service agreement, and that that initial part of the process with the right contract number and the member number uh, is is always there. And so we coordinate group purchasing programs. We aggregate member demand uh, so that um, we can achieve very favorable pricing from vendors. Uh, We always take a look at uh, legislative issues on behalf of our members. As a matter of fact, on our website, we post uh, regulatory and legislative updates uh, whenever there's enough material there to be of use to our members. We uh, keep our members posted by way of the website on uh, any improvements in technology, which is one thing that Nick will talk about a little bit later on, uh, the fact that our contracts are living documents so that we can always keep the technology fresh and current. Uh, We're not locked into the same solution, for example, for five years if there's a better version of something out there and the vendor wants to add it. Um, we do conduct research from time to time and we do have some uh, people that have generated white papers for us and for those members that are out there and our vendors too, if you have something that's current that would be of interest, you think, to our membership, um, please pass that along to us. Uh, we would be more than happy to put it into our website so that people benefit from it more broadly. So. Um, What we do? Were you going to cover that? Okay. Um, We uh, provide highly valuable, cost-effective professional development opportunities for people. Um, We support technology technological advancements through grants. Um, Basically, we've given out grants to uh, both higher ed organizations and K twelve. Admittedly, they're not large, but uh, they have provided a stimulus and we're very proud of them. Uh, you'd be able to see uh, some of the technology grants that were awarded to K-12 schools on MICTA.org. that's our grant website, as opposed to Um And some of them are really very creative. We uh, divided it in the K-12 realm for uh, impact grants and then also for innovation. And uh, we, we were very pleased with the types of proposals that we received. Uh, so, if you want to know more about that, I won't take any time here today talking about it, but MICTA.org is where you can see a few more of those examples. And we work with vendors to assure our members that their technology needs are met. Um, you know, our, our master service agreements with the participation agreements are designed to be as flexible as possible, especially with the amendment process, uh, so that you know, we are serving members throughout the entire period of that contract, which typically um, is renewed. We will grant an award of a contract usually for two to three years with the possibility of extensions up to an absolute ceiling of five years. We don't go beyond that because um, it's just better to go out and see what else might be out there after a period of five years in the technology realm.
1: So how it works, uh, the way it's displayed in this webinar, we'll be covering it from two different facilities. We'll be covering it first from the member and then from a vendor. So from the member point of view, um, as Tim mentioned, any nonprofit organization can join MCTA. Um, Sometimes it is the results of a vendor and their sales team when they go through and they are talking about procuring a service from said vendor. They can uh, the vendor can then mention, you know, a possibility of using the MICTA contract instead to save additional money than if they were to just use it without MCTA. Um, an organization can, once they sign up for membership, they gain access to all of the contracts that we have on file. Um, at this point, I believe we have 20, a little over 20 vendors that all of our members can have access to their services at no additional cost other than us a simple membership fee, um, you must remain a current member to access the documents that are on the website for that. Um, and what's meant by that is all of our vendors, their master service agreements are on the website and the way they're put into that website is, um, they're protected by, you have to be a, a current member to view those documents. You can't have somebody that isn't is uh, isn't a current member go to view those documents simply for privacy. Um, the organization then has access to our uh, Universal Service Fund consultant as well for any questions or guidance with any E-Rate or Healthcare Connect funding. And this is mainly for those higher, or I'm sorry, the uh, K-12 organizations, the library, and the healthcare organiza- organizations. Uh, a representative from a MCTA member can also serve on either RFP committees, whether it's the initial drafting up of the RFP, Or if it's grading the responses based upon the defined criteria. And that leads us right into the next part which is how it works from the vendor side of things. Um, A member can suggest a need for a product or service that isn't currently covered by an existing MSA. Um, So for instance if there was a different service that wasn't covered in any of our other three contracts you can suggest it to us and we will then take it from there. Uh, the idea is then taken to the board of directors for approval and then the RFP is developed by a committee of members. This is one of those committees that any current member can serve on. If they have an interest for it, if they have experience for it, they are more than likely or more than able to serve on that on that committee. MCTA then sends advertisements of the RFP to national sources to get responses from vendors. Uh, We send the invitation through sources such as USA Today, The New York Times, uh, PR Newswire, just to facilitate and get uh, responses from vendors that way. Once that's done, potential vendors submit their proposals based upon the outlined criteria. Another committee will then score those responses based upon a, a criteria that was already set and predetermined before this event. MICTA will then contact any vendor that met the required results to negotiate a master service agreement from there. We won't contact those vendors who have not met the, uh, the criteria or the score that was originally needed. We don't wanna, We want to keep things moving at a lively pace. So the master service agreement consists of two parts, the actual service agreement itself and the participation agreement. The difference between the two is that the service agreement is between us and the vendor. And as Tim mentioned, the other other agreement, the participation agreement is simply between the vendor and you as a member. Uh, These master service agreements are negotiated only with vendors that have met the evaluation criteria as was stated before. They can last for a maximum of five years based on the vendor performance. And they can be amended at any time during those five years. If there's something additional that your company is offering that was initially covered under the old pricing, you can then submit an amendment and an updated pricing spreadsheet to cover any additional equipment, anything new, whether it's some kind of new telecommunication internet service or anything new in the fiber build-out market, anything of that nature.
0: Thanks, Nick. Uh, We do have other value-added propositions for our members as well. Already talked about the technology grant programs. Um, If you go to our website, uh, you will find uh, along the top a drop-down box for MCTA radio. And MCTA Radio is a way that we like to share information with members about the uh, solutions that are available to them uh, that we have on Master Service Agreements. Um, the um, process is very simple. If you are a vendor, and I know we have some vendors in the audience today, it doesn't cost a vendor anything to do that, uh, but you know, the idea is, is that people don't just automatically go in and read a contract to find out what's in it. Um, unless they have a specific need, and then they might do that. But they might not be aware of the total array, the the spectrum, of products and services that are available. And it's pretty impressive. Nick mentioned the number of vendors that we have. Well, each vendor has multiple solutions. They might provide bandwidth. They might provide cybersecurity solutions. Uh, They might, in some cases, provide telephone service. Uh, So, there's a lot there and we decided that we really need to push out more information so people get an idea of uh, what they have access to and it is very impressive in terms of the total amount of products and services that are available to them. Um, Nick did mention the E-Rate and Healthcare Connect Fund consultation service. That's another value add. Most people, I think, are aware of E-Rate. They've heard of it, which is very helpful to K-12s and uh, libraries throughout the country. And uh, Gary does provide consulting. Now, he does not fill out forms for anybody, uh, but he does have a very high-level understanding of that program, and so he can answer questions. And he also has developed good relationships with uh, people at USAC and the FCC, So, you know, if it is an issue that needs a little extra explanation, Gary Green, our consultant, is highly qualified to provide that kind of assistance. Another program that is not has not been at least uh, earlier on as um, uh, obvious to people is the Healthcare Connect Fund. It's also uh, overseen by USAC uh, and the FCC ultimately. And that provides funding for technology programs, eligible equipment, and things like fiber optics build out and bandwidth um, to uh, healthcare facilities if, if the overall number is considered rural in nature. It's really for rural healthcare. Uh, urban hospitals can participate as partners in, in a project if it has multiple uh, organizations involved in it, but it has to be predominantly rural in, in nature. And once again, at no cost to our member organization, um, Gary does provide consulting services. MCTA on behalf of its healthcare care members uh, has in the past filed uh, opinions, papers with the FCC uh, to provide input on behalf of our members to uh, things that might improve the program and make it more useful to member organizations. Uh, right now, we have a um, large project that MCTA uh, provided consult- consultation for, uh, to seven councils of government in uh, Brazos Valley, Texas, and the uh, construction for that, uh, the fiber build, is currently underway. It has been for several months, uh, and when it's finished, it's going to serve a very large portion uh, seven counties in rural Texas uh, with healthcare-related um, content. So, that is a a $22 million roughly um, project, so uh, MCTA is very pleased that we were able to provide that kind of supporting role uh, to those seven councils of government to get that project funded and and, uh, now it's becoming a reality. Uh, We provide marketing support to our vendors uh, and MCTA Radio is just one example, but we do have, uh, like most organizations, the capability of sending out blast emails. Uh, We also have a version of a blast email that's media-rich in that we uh, uh, call them mictograms, but they are basically things that we do video and graphics, voiceover, and music. So they're short video clips that we put up on YouTube. Uh, So that again is at no cost to our members because the whole point is we want to make sure that our membership is aware of the products and services and advantage of uh, good pricing that is Accessible by them through their MICTA membership. Um, and so I don't know if we've had any questions come in while we were talking. We're just checking to see. Jeff, I
1: assume what you're referring to as a deck is.
0: Yes, and uh, if, uh, if anyone missed it before, we will be posting this presentation onto the MICTA website uh, probably before the end of this week. So please feel f- free to share it uh, with your colleagues. And uh, if anybody has any specific questions after this webinar uh, or your colleagues have specific questions, please feel free to contact us at our email address or just give the office a call. Um, For vendors that are in the audience, um, uh, I'm always available uh, to schedule a conference call with one of your potential customers uh, to explain our process. Uh, We realize that not everyone is comfortable using a third-party contract, so uh, quite often we'll get questions about how the uh, the product or service was bid you know what was the RFP process like uh, and did we nationally advertise it or it wasn't advertised in that region and I'm more than happy to answer any of those types of questions so um, that's another way we support our vendors likewise for nonprofit organizations that are participating today um, if you have colleagues in your organization if you're not in procurement for example and they need to feel more comfortable using a third-party contract, same thing. More than happy to get on to a conference call and describe the process. We actually have, uh, for both types of individuals participating today, a standard packet of information. And uh, Actually, there are more than one packet because we tailor it toward the product or service that you're looking for and they they are very likely the products of uh, individual RFPs. So we will send the appropriate uh, documentation uh, of the RFP that resulted in that master contract for that product and service. And what you'll find in that packet is a, a clip, a clipping of the um, national advertisement. Uh, you'll also find uh, a table that compares us with how state procurement uh, does their bids or RFPs and uh, we stack up very favorably in terms of following all the proper processes. Uh, And there are other things in there too that are just supporting documentation. And that's available just by asking for it. So uh, we are very pleased with our process. It's something that we've worked on since 1982. Uh, We've refined it along the way based on membership input. I think it's very important that um, I emphasize the membership participation in the whole process. You saw a photograph of our small staff before, and uh, obviously we don't field the kind of expertise in all of the very complex technology arenas uh, with a staff that small, Uh, so we rely on volunteerism to a large degree when we develop an RFP. Uh, We send out a request for volunteers. Uh, We generally get good response um, to work on one or the other or even both committees. And we are able to field a high level of expertise uh, in the IT and telecommunications realms to help us develop the technical parts of the request for proposals. And then also to evaluate the proposals and responses that we get in. Uh, So um, hopefully we've answered a number of your questions today. Uh, We ran through this pretty quickly, uh, so we'll save you some time today unless we see some more questions pop up. But that, in a nutshell, is the overview of MICTA, nonprofit, here to serve our members, here to assist successful uh, micta approved vendors that have contracts with us in the ways we talked about. Uh, we're always available to help with questions or um, talk with your colleagues uh, or even with one of your potential customers if you are a vendor. So, um, thank you.